I was going to bring a subject up to talk to you about, but I forgot what it was. Well, are we talking about forgiveness today? Yeah, no, that's like the big, the big one. But I was going to bring up a... Like a fun, funny Like a fun intro. But I guess this is our intro. Us talking about doing an intro is our intro. So exciting. (laughs) Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on our podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity. Featuring my wife, Lacey, and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. Um, today's been a long day. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm so tired. Must Um, be hard for you. It really is. And I feel like you're not giving me the sympathy that I need or am looking for. I think it's because you stayed up too late playing that That Minecraft knockoff game that the girls taught you. (laughs) Like the Hill Country Fair version of uh, Minecraft. (laughs) Whenever, whenever we, um. We have a, a product that's kind of like, I don't know, like not, Less, not top of the line. I we, mean, we always call it's it scraping the, the bottom of the barrel. Let's be honest. We always call it the Hill Country Fair version because that's a, that is not a, a good label. <laughs> no, it's I don't horrible. know if you've ever been in H-E-B and accidentally grabbed that product, but. Well, if you're not from the South, you wouldn't have been into no, an H-E-B. You it's like, think of the worst it's like the store brand, but worse than the store brand. Yeah. It's like you have your name brand, your store brand, and then whatever the knockoff store brand is, that's like great what value country. for Walmart. No, great value is Walmart store brand. So what would be the one less than I, that? I don't, I don't really think AGB does that, where they have like a lesser, because what statistically no, no, people, no, no. no, hold on. Statistically, people are going to go for the middle item. You know, you have name brand, store brand, and then lesser. And so I think they right. put out both H-E-B and Hill Country Fair. I don't know no. for sure. No, Hill Country Fair is not an H-E-B brand. It's completely separate. Well, they need to be stopped. It's whatever. It's whoever keeps buying the Hill My Country Fair. My brother-in-law occasionally will just grab whatever at the store, and he'll, he'll accidentally grab Hill Country Fair. Sometimes we can't even finish it. Their cheese tastes like mustard. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> And he keeps getting it for like taco stuff, and it's like having mustard on your taco. It's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Not great. You've been known no. to never buy Hill Country Fair. You just bought some last night. And what did I tell you? I came to you and I said, "Listen, you wanted lime concentrated lime juice. This is the only one in the store." No, they have those little green ones. They did not. Were they out? They did not. They had nothing other than that one. You lemon, know, lemon, I could have gotten a better brand. Lime, <laughs> specifically, from Concentrate, it was the only thing. It was Hill Country Fair, and I'm pretty sure they just poured gasoline you, into it. Do you remember when we were first married? We were, like, first married, not married long at all. And it was, like, the one of the first times they sent you to the store for me. Yes. And it was... I do remember this. Before, I think you were the only one with the phone. Like, we got married. We had one phone between us. You had the phone. And I sent you, we were broke, like so broke. And I sent you to pick up stuff for spaghetti. Right. And you spent $30 on spaghetti supplies. Which is like the cheapest meal. I, I, know, I know that. And you at the time, I guess, didn't know that. And I was like, number one, I was kind of impressed, like, that you were managed to do that. Number two, I'm like, how did you not? Because you you come home, you're like, I didn't know where to look. Like, like you didn't know how to look at prices. Like, you didn't know how to compare 
like you didn't know how to compare prices between products or it's kind of like whatever your eyes first flitted past was what you grabbed well here's i mean i had never needed to look like for brands or whatever (laughs) and so i was just like oh looks good whatever i know that brand i've seen a commercial i've grown since then yeah you really have it honestly I feel like picture texting really saved our marriage. You know, like there's a few things I can look back at and be like, this was really influential well, for yeah. our ability I mean, to, to move be, on. Think about it. I've never had a grocery shop other than for myself, which basically I buy like three of the same products. You did, yes. And so it's mine. Okay. There we go. My carbonated. Um, and so I would just buy the same three products because I knew I liked those. And then you all come in with your fancy food, like spaghetti. <laughs> No. And, no. I was never I was never into spaghetti. Never really liked it. I know, but hey, let's actually talk about something serious real quick. <laughs> you wrote an article for a friend. You want to tell people about what you wrote? I would like to, but I actually want them to go and buy her book, which really No, 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 that's what I mean. Fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So her book is on obedience and you can find it on Amazon. And she um, just came out with this series this past year called Abide. And it's a really neat series. It's in um, multiple volumes. And this volume, like I said, releases in a few days. And I have a little section in there I wrote on um, on obedience. So, yeah. yeah. If you want to check that out, we have a link in this week's email, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it would have been last last week. Oh, yeah, last week. Sorry. Yeah. I'm warp. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, but yeah. Which I'm sure you also, can put it in this week's as well, too. Maybe. If you wanted to. We'll see. Uh, about it. We'll see if my boss you pays me enough. You want to show your love for me. <laughs> for you and for Shannon. <laughs> yeah, no, I probably. But yes. Oh, yeah. My, so my friend Shannon. Shannon Guerra. That is, she is the <laughs> author. That is who you. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a link in the description of this podcast. What? Boom. You don't even have to click anywhere. You just click for the description of this podcast. How revolutionary. You and your links. Hold on. I have to write this down so I don't forget <laughs> when I'm writing the description. <laughs> I did that last week. There, he just coughed right in the mic. <coughs> I did that last week where I was like, oh, I have to put these, this, some description stuff. And I totally forgot. So I had to basically re-listen to the podcast and be like, oh, yeah, that's what I was yeah link it's really funny because as today so i see this article on my news app and it's like how does it disappear <laughs> online like how to erase your online presence and nathan's like oh <laughs> let me see that article and i mean i just look at him uh, nathan i don't really feel like that's going to work with our chosen profession to disappear entirely offline like i feel like you know Seeing as we have a website. Yeah, and links and information. I know, and but I could do my best. Kind of accessible. You can kind of just become like that. All of our pictures can be that shadow outline like people used to have. That would you be know? fantastic. Like our, like all the pictures we take are yeah, from the like back. Yeah, like silhouettes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, would that be wouldn't funny. be creepy. Or, uh, or blur- blurred. Like just our faces blurred. <laughs> or like just the, the black bars on the eyes. Yeah, oh, that's creepy. The black bars on the eyes. I know. But that would be really funny if those. We're just disappearing off the web <laughs> as we have as part of our ministry's online right. and all of our online right. resources. Our ministry and identity just has silhouettes. Oh, my word. Um, that would be ironically. 
ironically funny. So, um, serious talk. Okay. It I'm down. still trying to figure out what my thing was. I was going to tell you. For... You're not gonna. You gotta have to. You gotta have to let it go. I'm gonna have to... You're gonna be distracted the whole no, time. No, I'm good. I'm focused. I'm ready. I've been preparing a document for this podcast. Have you on the subject? Yeah. Did I just I have... take a little rest for you to share your document, or no? Do you know what my document is? Hmm. It's smooth move, X Lex. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 1990, <laughs> they want their comeback. No, but seriously, guys, 1990 is back. My daughters are running around wearing those little, like, um, plastic, you know, kind of design chokers with the hot. Oh, that's right. Like the woven yeah, kind of with the neon colors. Yeah. And True. And bell bottoms. Bangs and bell bottoms are back. Bell bottoms are back. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. I can say that if I want to say that. Right. Okay. We're going to be talking about forgiveness today. <laughs> and if you're listening to the podcast and not watching the video, what I did was slam my book on the table mm -hmm. because that's my document. That is my manuscript, is my manifesto. Please don't call your book a manifesto. Why? It never turns out well Isn't when somebody has a manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> I only gave pe like two so, or three people. Stop, stop, stop. wherever you're going. <laughs> okay. I know where you're going. I only and gave. I need you to stop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, man. Back the train. Bam, boop, boop. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. That's a truck, but. That's, okay. Anyways. Babe, let's talk <laughs> about forgiveness. Let's do it. Let's do it. I have to, hold on. Not only do I have to delete from my brain. <laughs> The th thought of trying to figure out what I was wanting to say. Now I have to delete all, all of the, your jokes, I all know. of my cult jokes, all your jokes. All right, there they go. Let them flit away like the wind. Flitter. All right, so um, we are going to be unpacking the idea of forgiveness and how that practically looks in our life. I don't know about you, but I grew up. I did, I grew up in a Christian home, but forgiveness in our home was something that was looked at as almost a, it was just something you had to do. So you're a Christian, so you forgave, right? And it was a concept that I didn't really fully think about until I was in my early 20s. The way I thought forgiveness worked was somebody offends you, says something, does something, um, whether intentional or unintentional, and then you just decide that you're, that's the way it is and that you're just going to either shove it all down or the other option. And this is the option. A lot of times with chosen, mostly with chosen, you just avoid them. <laughs> like you're done with them, you know, like well, you forgive them, but you're just kind of not going to trust them anymore. You're not going to have them in your life. Like you're just kind of done, done with that. Like they had their chance. They're done. I forgive you, but. You We're do done. the, if you see him in public, you do the Christian nod. Hey, you know. But that's it. And then you hurry up and pretend you're on the phone like. Right, right. <laughs> it, it was, or, you know, let's say you have a really good relationship with someone. They do something to you and you're going to forgive them. But by forgiving them, it's just kind of a, a push down. You're not going to think too hard or. Well, really you're not going to. Right. And here's what happens is you. 
you intend to not think about the person, right? Until you see them or someone talks about them. And then all of a sudden, all this stuff that you had against them comes up. Now, it could come out in talking about them or it could just come up of, I have bad feelings about that person, right? Like that, that idea of like, you may not say anything or you might, you might be like, yeah, let me tell you what they did. I mean, I have a prayer request for this person. Or, or you know, you just don't want to be around them. Like you, they've no, had their right. chance. You're, you're done. Um, the, well, okay. So I made a joke and I feel like it slid by without anyone laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> huh? No, but seriously though, no. I've, I've had this happen where you're like, you're, you're a good Christian and you can't gossip or slander someone. Honey, your prayer request joke is really old. Sometimes. No, but I mean, I, I am serious. Like we've had this happen be like, Hey, can you, can you pray for me? Because, and then they go into what the other person did rather than what they're actually struggling with. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, let's re rework that too. I'm going to pray for you and how God can speak to you rather than will you pray that this other person, person changes. It was a joke. Nobody laughed. So I made it serious. Nobody laughed. Do I have to laugh at all? You tell this, you've told the same joke for 17 years. I don't know. I mean, not 17 years I really didn't delve into forgiveness for the first few. No. <laughs> so I'm speaking of which solid 14. <laughs> But no, you are you are correct that that idea of gossip in the form of a prayer request. Right. right. So with can you talk a little bit about like for you, you're a loyal person. I actually before we get into that. Yeah. Can I talk about what forgiveness is? Because when I fully learned the definition of forgiveness. Yeah. It, it, it changed my approach to forgiveness. Do you want to do you want to read the definition out of my I, book I, or do you have. I don't want to read oh. the definition of your book, but you can. You can do that. I will let I don't know you do where that. It is. I'd have to go, ahead, go ahead and find that. And I am going okay. to unpack how it was described to me and how I really um, it got it, it. I was able to receive it right in a new way. Right. Right. So the idea is and, and I think the analogy of money is actually a really solid analogy because we're able to all of us are able to understand money. All right. So somebody does something to you, right? They owe you a debt. It is legitimate. It is a real debt they owe you. Whether this is an offense, whether this is um, a hurt, whether this is, you know, whatever context this comes in and you feel resentment, pain, and unforgiveness towards this person, they owe you a debt. Now, by you forgiving them, that is not you saying you actually don't owe me that debt. That debt is there. By you forgiving them, you are saying, I recognize you owe me a debt, but I am choosing to not make you repay it. Right. And there's a big difference because if we don't acknowledge there's a debt, <clears throat> we can't actually release the person from paying it. Right. And I think that when we live out a substandard definition of forgiveness, we also receive a substandard forgiveness in our yeah. own understanding of what Christ done for us, did, th did for us. That right? is a great point. I think that's, you know, I, it's the idea that we forgive others how we believe 
God forgives us. Right. Right. Or maybe it's vice versa. The way I forgive someone reveals what I believe. Right. How God forgives us. So in the in the book, I have this definition. It goes right along with what you were what you were saying. It's, it's every week just going to be you reading portions of your book. It sounds like some kind of sitcom. No, you know what thing, though, doesn't it? A little bit. <laughs> for several. Fire. You and I have this talked. Is fire hour with Nathan. We you are going to sit by the fire. Slam poetry. No, not slam poetry. It's like I just imagine somebody like sitting like in a cozy robe by the fireplace, smoking a pipe, and being like, "I am going to read a section out of my book." <laughs> God's love for us. Actually, no, read it. For Led me. him to forgive. Hey, stop it. Okay. So forgiveness. You have said in planning for podcasts, you're like, hey, it would be neat to read a section of your book and then us talking about it. So that's what I'm doing. And then now you're making fun of me. <clears throat> hey, do you need to forgive me? <laughs> no, I'm going to bury it deep down. <laughs> put it in a box. Okay, good. And use it as power passion. You. Use it to power you. For our next argument. What movie, okay. what movie is that on? It's the Marines one. What's that one called? It's um, what is it called? It's all it's made by Marines. I mean, it's a good movie, but the very Fantastic end movie. of it, the, there's like a soliloquy at the end where it's like, "If anyone hurts you, act of valor." Yeah, yeah. If anyone hurts you, bury it down. <laughs> no, it's deep in a box. Make it small. Put it in a box. Bury it deep. Let it fuel you. And it this is the worst thing. That's the worst advice I think I've ever heard. But All right, anyway, I'm going to read now. Continue on. Forgiveness is the canceling of any past or current actions or responses of a person. And then I have a whole chapter on forgiveness. Um, so it is, it's that canceling. It's what you were saying about right. canceling what you feel like they owe you or what you, what you feel like, um, what you expect of them. It is canceling that. And it is looking at them with that canceled it is it is being in relationship with them with that canceled debt it it it, it no longer applies with regard to your relationship right it's right that, that. like you're approaching that relationship right. from the standpoint of there is nothing owed and yeah. i mean and that thing that you feel like you could be owed could even be acknowledgement of your pain understanding of the cost of that pain all of that you are canceling not yeah. just um, if they owe you something physically, right? I'm talking right. that deeper debt that they owe and you. And it's it might even be depending upon the relationship or the person's um, position in your life. It might be releasing them, forgiving them. Excuse me. It might be releasing them or forgiving them of an expectation they have based upon the position that they have in your life. So let's say it was a teacher um, or a coach, or a, a mom or dad, that that role comes with certain responsibilities. Right. And if they don't meet those responsibilities, you have to forgive them of those. And it's, and it's releasing the expectation of what that person should probably be in your life, right? But it's releasing them of that debt, releasing them of what they owe you based upon that position, or releasing them of what you expect of them based upon their relationship to you. Um, and so the, the question, this was actually based on a question that um, someone had asked me. They're like, hey, do you mind talking about what it looked like, um, what walking out forgiveness for your dad looked like? Um, and it, it took, and I think I put in the book or wrote the story in the book, how I wrote a letter, but it took years 
and maybe you can even provide some help and clarity because I've I've forgotten a lot of it and or because of the maybe the level of freedom that I'm currently experiencing maybe forgot some of the details of the pain that it you know that I went through but I do remember several times after forgiving you actually were a huge encouragement of like I'd get off the phone or something maybe like a repeat offense right you'd be like babe you have to forgive that like even though it's a new experience it's a new offense you still have to forgive that because that's what led me down the road of holding on to stuff Right. Um, and that, I mean, and that is something we can address a little bit later is what if that, you know, that, you know, if you forgive this person, yeah. they're just going to do the same thing. And we're going to talk about what that, um, how, how you handle that. Um, right. if, if we get to it, we might have to do a, a two-parter on this. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, We've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com slash support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. But um, that, that idea that we... Just, I'm just thinking of, of what you're talking about with your dad, and I think I want you to unpack a little bit more about why... Um, and you don't have to go a lot into your story, but really the biggest offense you were holding against him. What, what was that, honey? What did that, what was the um, biggest thing you, you, know, you wanted? Above, above everything else, above the abuse that I watched, above feeling, and maybe this actually kind of is, is part of what you're asking, but I think a dad, like not having a dad, um, not having a dad. A lot of my time was in the hospital or, um, you know, my dad was a pastor and so he was gone visiting other people often. And I just felt a disconnect. I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel important. I didn't feel, you know, those, those things that you would expect a, a dad to be to his son. Right. And so I think, you know, I I remember um, a couple times where I would be playing ball with either like throwing a football or something with my uh, brothers and or a friend or or a a youth, whatever it is. And I remember thinking, man, I wish I could do this with my dad, which. So (laughs) so fast forward to the present. Okay, that, that was that was a lot of the things that I had to walk through forgiveness, releasing that expectation, coming to the point, any, excuse me, anything that my dad did relationally that made me feel important, loved, cared for was a gift. So my expectation 
was I, I expect nothing. And so anything I did receive was a gift. And I remember the first time I had experienced this, uh, I was on my way. I, it was either to a doctor's appointment or to preach somewhere. I forget the specifics. But I remember my dad texting me and we ended up calling and him saying, hey, I'm praying for you for this thing. I was like, oh, my goodness, that like, thank you. That made me feel so important. And then, you know, talking about things you do with your dad this last summer, me and my brother drove up for a family reunion um, on, on my mom's side. But on the way, we stopped by my dad's and we spent like all day. It was me, Lydia, my brother, his daughter and my dad all playing football in the backyard, like literally several hours worth of just like throwing the football around talking, you know, goofing off. And like halfway through that day, um, I got like choked up. I had, I was on my side of the field because because I was thinking, I'm like, no, this is exactly what I've been right. praying for deep in my heart desiring but i had released that expectation so much that it took me half a day to recognize this is exactly my heart's desire right like that thing i'd always grown up wanting just that time and so it's in the last several years me and my brothers have taken trips to visit my dad and it's been so meaningful to me so incredible that I feel like I'm having a relationship with my dad that I had lacked before, but it took me willing to walk through forgiveness because I think I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have pursued relationship or tried. I wouldn't have tried had I been still holding on to my expectations of him. And I would have constantly been disappointed. Well, and it's, it's that attitude. If you approach someone with the attitude of pay me what you owe, right? Give me what you owe me. Amy, what? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you approach somebody with that attitude, you're never going to win. It's never going to result. You're going to be disappointed. It's never going to end in relationship because the fact is someone might not even know that they've offended you. Um, Another thing that's really interesting is, I mean, I have seven kids in my family that I grew up with. I'm the oldest of seven kids. And to hear some of my siblings talk, they were raised by different parents than I was raised <laughs> by, right? Right. And so sometimes the offenses some of my siblings have are, are, I don't even, I look at, I am part of a memory they are describing. Right. And my perception of that is 100% different than their perception. But that offense still took a place in their heart, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, and. And it's it's interesting because sometimes when somebody has something against you, you don't get to decide whether or not you hurt them. If they're right. coming to you and they're saying, "I was hurt because of this," there is a there is a there is a humility that has to follow that. If if you're following the Lord, now what I'm saying, if someone's not following the Lord, you're not going to get humility. You're not, and so you're going right. to just be disappointed, like you're saying. You're just going to be stuck in that place of offense and i'm not saying that all offenses are illegitimate or overblown or whatever i'm just saying that a lot of times we have things that we're carrying that are heavy for us and and we're carrying these heavy weights we don't even realize it we're carrying it for years and nobody really knows the pressure that we are under not even the person that that hurt us yeah right 
one of the things I was going to say with that is there's two elements to forgiveness. Um, one element that I had to walk through was actually repenting um, to God for my unwillingness to forgive, um, which is kind of backwards. You think, well, that person has to repent to you. And it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, no, I know my unwillingness to forgive has contributed to the lack of relationship that we have, you know, right. it's, and so it's, it's recognizing your part. Um, even if it is a unhealthy response to what they've done, you have to release that to God in the way of repentance, in the way of receiving God's forgiveness for you. Um, for what, for your part of it. Um, the other aspect, uh, Bummer. I, was, I should have written this two. down. I know I said two. One of them was repent, like repenting or receiving God's forgiveness for you. Is it, is it choosing to see good? No, I, that I think that you. was huge. Is being able. Oh, th yes, this is part two. It's not actually what I was thinking of, but this will be part two <laughs> in lieu of whatever I forgot. <laughs> the other aspect. Yes, that was huge. Is being to being able to acknowledge and see what my dad did do to extend love toward me and thank him for those things. Very specifically, be thankful for what my dad did do. And some of the big things growing and, up. And, and just to kind of cut yeah. in right now, your anger was blinding you to those things. hundred percent. He did you know? nothing. He did nothing for me. That was right, like, that was, that was your my attitude. perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, but being willing to humble myself. Um, and it, it, I re <laughs> It's so funny. I remember vividly when I had this epiphany. You and I were in the car and we were talking and I was like, oh my goodness. Like my dad, his way of showing love to me was making sure I had the best insurance, making sure he could. You he, had the best care. He quit his job. Yeah. He left his friends. He left security. To move to a state he wasn't familiar with, to people he didn't know. Multiple moves. Multiple. No, no, I know. And then doing it again and again for me. Right? And, and my anger, my bitterness completely blinded me. My, my hurt, viewing, viewing my emotions as the most important thing had blinded me to ways my dad absolutely sacrificed for me. And it was that revelation... Now, you know, now even even from that day, as you and I were talking about, I think it was off of us, off of talking about love languages and what my dad's love language probably is. And it, it was like this revolutionary thing. Wow. I, my dad, for years, maybe it wasn't quality time. Maybe it wasn't words of affirmation. But my dad absolutely served and sacrificed for me. Right? And my... And being able to to affirm that and thank my dad and for that. see it for what it was. Absolutely. Like, right? Right. And it was from there. It's, it's these keys that I feel like continued. It, was, it wasn't all at once. It was like these levels of revelation I would get probably a couple of years. You know, with, you know, I would get a revelation of, you know, Oh, what releasing expectation? <laughs> then revelation that hey, my dad did love me. He just didn't show it in the the love language that I received, right? 
and a couple of years later, the it, all of those. <laughs> so um, each person's journey with forgiveness is going to look different. Me, I'm a bit more hard headed, so it took me a few few years. Um, but that the one thing I did want to say um, is that my dad uh, has and continues to make incredible strides toward honoring me as his son. Um, we've had hard conversations. Some conversations I've walked away feeling like feeling heard, feeling cared for. Other conversations, not so much. But in walking through forgiveness, the relationship that I have with my dad today is I'm, I'm able to see my dad's desire to change, my dad's continued desire toward freedom, toward his own wholeness. Um, but again, I don't know, I could, I, none of that, I would have been blind to all of that had I not walked through the difficulty and the revelations that it took multiple revelations over multiple years of what forgiveness is. Right. And I mean, and that is <clears throat> keeping a soft heart, not letting yourself I try. get hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it is hard. It's hard. It's really hard. Especially off of people that are repeat offenders. Which when we say repeat offenders, we mean exactly what it says. People that do the same thing, maybe not in the same way, but the same type of thing over and over yeah. and over again. And you feel like you just can't it anymore and yeah. i think that a lot of the thought process behind that is why would i even want to forgive them they're just gonna do the same thing or or the other side of that is i feel like i've forgiven them for this thing already why am i offended again mm. and honestly one of the benefits of walking through a freedom booklet and taking the time to write in it is it gives you tangible evidence that I have completed forgiveness for this thing. Um, there's been times, uh, especially early on in our journey with forgiveness, that whether it was for you, for my dad, I would have to go back and reread a book I'd done to affirm to myself, no, I did do this. This is a new offense, or I'm being tempted to get bitter at the same thing. And it's going it it pick it back up to pick it back yeah exactly to to take it away from God he's already given he's already taken it but it's like no I want <laughs> I want to be bitter again I want to I want to think on this for hours on end and come up with my list of what they owe me which again. is so funny because when you get away from it when you get outside of it get away from it for a second why did I want to be bitter but when you like why do I want bitterness but sometimes but when, you don't know any better no, you don't know better and then sometimes it just you like it. You mm. like nobody's valuing this way I do. And it's a big deal. And I want to stay mad. And I want to stay angry because, and this was my big problem. You know what? Is, I am standing for truth. Right. Well, my, my big thing is I used anger at people as a protection. So if I stayed angry at them, then I wouldn't let them hurt me again. Control you. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't be put back in the same position because I'm actually a super forgiving person. Guys, no, it is annoying how forgiving Lacey is. Like, I'll do something, and I'll be like, babe, 
you can't trust me right now. She's like, oh, I, I had totally forgotten about that. I'm like, no. Like, I, do you remember early on in walking through pornography? How I, I would mean, mess I up. I was not like a complete. No, you're no. I'm not saying an, like an imbecile or an idiot. But your forgiveness was so quick that I'd be like, honey, can you like put a whatever a passcode on this or whatever I was I was working on at that time and. You're like, oh, like, yeah, of well, course. No, no, I mean, it, you're saying it like I wasn't involved in any of that. I was involved in setting no. that up. It's more or less you'd have a passcode on your phone and I just won't pay attention of when it was on or when it was off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And But you're that's the thing is you're so forgiving. It's like, oh, yeah, of course, you know. Right. And so I'm not a grudge holder. I don't really carry things um, unlike this other person. <laughs> Here's the deal. I know. September <laughs> 25th. 2006 what my wife had said to me <laughs> I know. it's just so unrelatable to me i'm like i mean i don't i don't know here's I'm, the thing i could forget what i had for breakfast this morning but i could tell you very specifically what lacy said in her face and tone right of an offense like i know that is... and so i just i i don't hold on to these things but what i what i noticed i was doing is that if i if i was unresolved with an issue with somebody or if I was feeling unsafe in a relationship or hurt in a relationship, I would stay angry just to kind of keep a, 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 some protection up for myself. Right. Right. And I think sometimes when we're in that place, we think, well, you know, that's kind of a good thing because we don't, we don't got to guard our heart. We got to be, yeah, we can't be just run over time and time again. But what I realized it was doing is that it wasn't just putting up, a wall it was hardening my heart and um it, it it was it was making me blind to things and to people and to really um the the truth of what the, the lord wanted to do and mm -hmm. so i, I want to unpack that a little bit more um in this specific relationship what that took me to do, number one, is recognize it, recognize that I was using it as protection and being able to see that that's not the kind of protection I needed, that what I needed to do was to give, release, and trust the person of the Lord, no matter how many times it took. And over, right. over a season, I mean, over a long season, the Lord started softening me and opening up my heart. I started to see things in a different way. Um, and the reason why I, 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 I'm talking about this relationship because it's one that I can't get away from. It's a relationship right. that's in my life. It's going to be in my life. It's not going to leave my life. And I know we all have relationships like that. And where our big question is, how do we deal with people like that? Right. Now, that doesn't mean that this person had all access all the time. There, it was definitely prayerful consideration as to what, what my relationship was supposed to look like. Right. And even... Um, Sometimes I would share things from my heart and they wouldn't be valued or they would be run over. And that was hurtful. They would run you over. Right. They wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I had to decide, okay, I'm going to take, I, I, I'm going to ask the Lord, do I, do I share these things anymore? And right. some seasons he said no. And some seasons he said yes, because me sharing those things was a gift. Right. To this person. Right. And then how they handled that, knowledge wasn't you know i didn't i didn't have to worry about that part of the equation right. it was this is my gift to you is i'm going to share my heart i'm going to share my life with you and do with it what you may but god has right. me 
Does does that make sense? I'm kind of being a little bit like I, no, I feel so like I, I'm not being super specific. No, because I I know the relationship. Essentially, you you felt there was times where you potentially put your heart out there, right. knowing more than likely you would f- walk away from that conversation feeling unheard and uncared for. Right. Sometimes God would tell you, "I want you to put pour your heart out," and sometimes God would say, "Nope, not today." Right, not, and, not this situation. And the only reason I could hear him about that is because I I kept having to forgive. And I, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't always great about it. I mean, I carry things for months, right? You know, and, and I and I failed in or, that, but or you would come home, and this is the other thing about forgiveness, is finding someone. If it's not your spouse, finding a trustworthy friend who, because there's some of us out there, Lacey's a verbal processor. This is not meaning she is a gossip or a slanderer, but she has to, to be able to think through her feelings, talk. I am not that person. I'm actually becoming more of that person. The longer I'm married to you. I know. The more I talk. You are and just, becoming yeah. more uh, wordy. <laughs> but here's the thing. And the reason I'm being very specific about having a trusted person to talk to is there are those moments, those times we come together. We, we, we are in the presence of someone. It's a repeat offender, the person for you, whatever it is. And you just need to decompress with someone and the thing is, this person will hear you, will listen to you, and if you need to be corrected or, or um, reoriented, right. right, challenged, they're willing to do that. That is so key. I mean, this is, this is the thing that scripture talks about with regard to confessing your sins or confessing these things you're struggling with. So that you can be free. It's being vulnerable. Now, again, this doesn't mean it's a Facebook rant. It's someone you know who will take your side. It is someone who is trustworthy enough. They won't share the information, but also they're, they're willing to challenge you uh, if, if you are wrong, right? So, I mean, you and I both have, have found this in each other where if I'm struggling with something, I could go to you and you, you're empathetic. But also you're like, okay, Nate, but how long are you going to choose to be bitter? How long are you going to choose to carry this offense, right? Um, so much so you challenge me on if you continue to carry this offense, I'm going to tell everyone at Cultivate <laughs> no, not to I, listen to you. I've never told that. I've only said I won't go anymore to listen to you teach. <laughs> to our own ministry. <laughs> listen to my heart you listen to the things that are hurting that are affecting my heart and pointing out the areas that maybe i'm blind to maybe i'm fully well aware of and just don't want to um i do have a question oh let me just affirm one more thing so with you it was sharing with this person someone who is a repeat offender and making you feel unheard uncared for and god would sometimes lead you to tell the person a vulnerable thing right right with me it was bringing up a topic essentially confronting and sometimes god would lead me to bring up a topic 
knowing full well it probably will not be received well or diminished or dismissed, sometimes God would have me do that. And other times, you'd be like, nope, not this time. And so that's the other thing with forgiveness is recognizing what is God asking you to do? Sometimes God may ask you to bring up something for the sake of the other person, not you. But if you're not free enough through forgiveness, then you will be offended. You will be. Mm. Um, Which which may hinder your ability to be vulnerable, to be confrontational, which again is just only adding to the disconnectedness of that relationship, right? Right. Looking at my, I have wrote some notes for myself. I do have a question here. I do have a question for you because you talked about, um, you know, one of the excuses we may use to not forgive someone is that guarding. I want to guard my heart. Can you talk a little bit about what the difference is? It is a verse, mm-hmm. Proverbs. Something. Um, it's in Proverbs. <laughs> Anyways, it's you know, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. Can you talk about the difference between um essentially creating a brick wall barrier around our heart and guarding our heart? And maybe what the difference right. is. Right. Um, so a lot of times we use the analogy <laughs> of unforgiveness being this brick wall that we painstakingly build to surround mm. surround our heart with every single brick being. An offense. <laughs> An offense, right? And then there's also imagery in the Bible that says, guard your heart for its spring of life. And it's really, really different to be mindful of your heart, to be taking care of your heart, to be protecting your heart. It's a big difference rather than building walls to harden uh, a fortress around your heart so that nobody can get in. Because when people can't get into your heart, you also can't let your heart out, right? It's it's stuck, it's stuck in there. Yeah. And the the who God made you to be is stuck. You're stuck in this. And so I think the difference between guard and your heart is you are open, you are free, you are fully the person God has created you to be, yet you are mindful that that is a beautiful gift. That is something the Lord has given you. Like that to protect that from hardening, mm-hmm. to protect that from being bricked up mm-hmm. and hidden versus which, hiding it away to keep it. Right? Which, it, it, yeah, and that's where, you know, one way you can do that and kind of that tension is if you do have someone that you can talk with, right? It, that vulnerability. Well, and I think, and I also some other alternatives here, journaling. Journaling's always been huge for me. It's a big deal. Um, and I don't I don't mean our father I mean being raw with the Lord like just talking mm-hmm. and saying all the things and and I'm saying this not because I disagree we definitely need people no, no, no I know what you're saying I know what you're saying being honest with yourself like sometimes I walk away from a conversation and it'll something will just twinge me and I'll just spend some time talking to the Lord Lord that really hurt my feelings it's a really small thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know what they meant by it, but I'm acknowledging right now that that hurt my heart, and I want you to help me figure out why. Right. Because I don't want to just let it go and allow it to harden me to this person or to the subject they're talking about. I want to acknowledge to you that 
I want to resolve this. Mm -hmm. There was actually something that happened when that person mm -hmm. said that. And I, and I want to know why, and I want to be able to work that through with you. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that is a way that we can do that. That doesn't involve people. I mean, if you don't have trusted people, I think also sometimes if we don't have trusted people, we always think, well, that's just me. I've never had trusted person. And I want to challenge that actually, because those kind of relationships, they don't just happen. No. Um, and they, and a lot of times I've seen this and I want to be gentle with this. A lot of people that say they've never had those relationships. They think something's wrong with them, them. And, um, so they kind of use that as an excuse that no one's loved them or not or had a mentor. People haven't taken it becomes almost this hurt unto itself. Right. And, um, with that, that's a lie from the enemy. Um, you are made to be loved, community. You are fully loved, and and the Lord has those kind of relationships. But hardened heart thing might have been keeping you from those. Big deal, and and so being able to have those kind of friends that that can challenge us, that can lead us to places of health and life. Those kind of relationships take time. I remember about well in. It takes you being vulnerable. It takes you being vulnerable. That's what I'm saying, that, oh, that sorry, tender yeah. heart, right? Yeah. And also, I, I want to be really practical about it. It takes time. <laughs> you can't see somebody once a month and expect to have that kind of relationship. You can't see somebody um, and just gossip all the time and expect them to feel safe with you. Like, there has to be intentionality in the kind of, way you're investing in this relationship so uh, years ago i met um one of my good friends and it was really before i even had my girls and we decided we we were the kind of friends that could go deep with each other and we wanted to just see what the lord wanted to do there but we were really really busy so we made a standing appointment every week and we also came up with a list of questions i mean when we first started getting together we came up with a list of questions that would we would ask the other person. And we did that for a really long time. And through the years, our relationships have changed, and I live a long, far away from her right now. But we could go back to that level of depth at any point right. with, without hesitation. Right. But that was built. That just didn't happen. That was built. Well, and that was so also in your relationship, that what started out as having to come up with questions for each other eventually grew into you guys knew what questions to ask you didn't right. need a a rope as we started to get to know each other that's better, what i mean yeah right. and so but i, and I mean and there were simple questions guys it's like how have you been challenging your mind lately <laughs> yeah what what has the lord been asking you about lately or challenging you in not right. hard questions i mean we, they're hard but not like complicated i guess well that and Another thing in our book that we talk about is the difference between an encouragement, an encouragement partner and a, an accountability partner. And just that idea that when you, if you have a relationship based on your failures, you're going to view that relationship horribly. The idea is having someone who's on your team. They're going to ask you the hard questions. They're also going to ask you exactly that. Hey, how have you been challenging your mind lately? Hey, what, uh, what fun things have you done? You know, like the, like encouraging questions, like good questions. 
Um, because I, I know for myself, my accountability partners who the sole focus was my sin never worked out. I never wanted to see them. They never really wanted to hang out with me because I was always talking about where I failed. And so just reimagining what that relationship would look like. Now, obviously it's a, it ends up being a friendship, right? healthy one. Um, yeah, me and my friend, we, we, uh, we've been waking up early and going for walks in the morning, like once a week. Uh, it's, it's horrible because it's early in the morning, but it's been really good. It's been really good just being able to kind of decompress from the week and talk. But that just didn't happen, right? You had to be intentional. Babe, I like, do you remember when we first got here, how like both of our prayer, but like, especially my prayer was, I just want a friend. Like I just want someone, you know? Yeah. And it's, we're four years in. And it's been the last year that that started to happen. It and I would takes, say you have several good oh, absolutely. friends um, now yeah. that you're able to go. Um, but it's that it's taking the intentionality of being being vulnerable. And if they're not, what was that word again? <laughs> it's a hard word. Um, but it, you know, and, and you're girls, like, clap it out. Yeah, <laughs> vulnerable, vulnerable. How many vulnerable. <laughs> no, but it's it, the idea is. Um, you know, sometimes you want that relationship, but if you are not willing to be vulnerable, the, be the first one to be vulnerable, then you will not cultivate that relationship. You won't. Unless by happenstance, they ask a deep question, right? Um, I do have... So... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I feel like we, we've we hit on some pretty good subjects. I have so much more I want to talk, to, talk about in these issues, and I... One of the issues is, um, not issues, but one of the parts of this is how our relationships, especially our early relationships, the fences there and cause us to create vows and decisions. Vows yep. is kind of the old Christianese term, but basically these are decisions that we live our life by. And I don't want to talk about that now. Actually, I'm wondering if we could save that for the next podcast. Are you teasing? I I truly am because I want to talk about, I want to talk about decisions and vows next time. Okay. And I also want to talk about if you don't really feel like you have anyone to forgive, where do you go from there? Like, and you know, if you've Ooh. heard any of our stuff, you you know, people aren't kind of my experience with that. I want to talk about that a little bit more. I actually literally time. just had someone tell me today, uh, or not today, sorry, tell me this last week, how they really like cultivate, but they didn't have anyone to forgive. And then they went on this long list of people they were offended at, but then that they were okay. <laughs> it was hilarious. So- I was, like, as I'm listening, I'm like, Oh, okay. Right. So I want to I want to talk about those two things um, next time. What do you? How do you feel about that? Because I love that. That's fantastic. I think we're kind of at a good wrapping up point yeah. for this week. Yes. Um, I do have one thing, one last thing to say. Is that I, I noticed the last part of your notes there say "moo moo shirt." That's what I was gonna. <laughs> that's what I was gonna talk about for our intro. Is I have this shirt that I'm wearing today. You wrote a note because I didn't want to forget. <laughs> My intro to this episode was going to be on how I bought this shirt. It's a large, which I wear larges, 
this is i feel like i'm wearing a moo moo well this another way of saying this is nathan got a revelation that he likes the slim fit shirts <laughs> or european cut or i know i think you're making that up i think it's different... just called slim fit well i think it's just a depending on the brand because this is a large just like all my other button-up shirts are larges this just has like this straight cut that's like that... a living in the van down by the river kind of a shirt i feel like bit. no you know what this is i have two guys in my life <laughs> who this, no, this shirt I don't reminds think me you of you should do this <laughs> Stop while you're ahead. Stop while you're ahead. I just know that I'm a grown-up grown up pastor guy because I'm wearing this shirt. My parents used a to real tell missionary. horrible jobs. Joke. Do you remember that joke? The baby what? joke? What? How these parents that they had a little baby and they were so excited. This is going to offend so many people. But the little baby was just a head. Okay. And they loved their little head and they raised their little head. They're so happy with their little head. Well, one day they found out that they have a body for a little head, and the little head was so excited that it rolled out into the street and got hit by a car. The moral of the story is when your head stay ahead. <laughs> when you're ahead, stay ahead. <laughs> I've never heard it's that joke so in my dark. life. <laughs> my mom used to my mom used to tell me when we were children. I feel like I'm going to get canceled. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> That's a fantastic joke. I loved it. <laughs>